All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of the Motocross and Supercross-based podcast, otherwise known as Moto Convo. My name is Kevin Duver, your one and only host thus far, because we've gone eight or nine episodes, depending on when I upload this, and I have yet to get someone in the studio, um, but uh, that'll hopefully change here soon. So first, you can tell by the title what this one is about. But let's get a few things out of the way first. All right, first and foremost, there is not video for this episode. I'm going through a shift right now where I'm not totally sure how I want to break up and make the YouTube cha- make the YouTube channel different than the podcast channel. Well, the podcast on Anchor, the app, versus obviously the YouTube page, Moto Convo on YouTube. So I'm just trying to figure out. I'm going through a different phase where at first I was like doing all of them. I would film every podcast episode and then I would upload it, um, the video of it to YouTube. But I feel like that's, I don't know, maybe people think different. And if, if it is different, then absolutely tell me. So I know, um, and you like to watch these, but I feel like I just want to mix it up and make it different because I feel like those are boring. And so I would upload both of them to both sites and then I would just add moto vlogs on top of that on the YouTube page, obviously I can't show you video within the podcast, but I'm trying to mix it up and just see where it goes. Um, I have a few ideas that I'm really into right now. Um, this is one of them. Um, and we'll just, I guess, I guess we'll just see how it goes. It's really up in the air, so to speak. Um, so to speak, I, I mean, I guess it is. We're discussing it right now. So that is, I think there's two things I want to get out of the way. That was number one, is that there's not video for this, but we're just going to forge on and see how I like switching things up. Um, And if I have them stacked up, so I'm putting both things out on YouTube, I'll put the moto vlogs over there as a bonus content over there, but also how can I make bonus content for Anchor? So that's just what I'm thinking. I'm going through so many different uh, strategies and plans and figuring out what not only I want to do, but what would be a good, what would be a good business uh, plan, I guess, business strategy as far as the business side, not only my creative side and my creative ability, but um, the business, like what would make sense in that direction. So here we are throwing this out there and doing something new. Point number two is that we are on to in the AMA series, we're going on to, we have like three rounds left and I made a podcast that is not complete yet that I was going to upload to YouTube and obviously the podcast also. And that one is over 30 minutes because I did Muddy Creek, Southwick and Redbud. I did all three of those. Yeah, I did all three of those in one episode and uh, it went over 30 minutes, and I'm pretty sure that YouTube won't let me upload over 30 minutes uh, because the channel's so small. I'm not totally sure, so we're going to find out. But that's why this episode, if it makes it to YouTube, or especially once it makes it up to Anchor, is going to be episode whatever, and the other one we'll just figure out along the way. Uh, I got so far behind and lazy. Not even lazy. I was working hard. and like I've just been busy, but I got so far behind that trying to catch all of it up now if it's a 30 minute episode and won't upload that means I have to redo it have to find time to redo it then edit it all again and we'll just 
that's point number two. We'll just see how it goes. Same as before with this stuff. We'll see how this goes. So let's talk about Cahoka MX in Cahoka, Missouri. Because darn it, I was about to say a semi-naughty word. And uh, I want to keep this uh, this not explicit. This I want to keep this podcast. Uh, I guess I could have bleeped it out but I want to keep this podcast uh, family friendly so to speak Cahoka MX so obviously like I said you already know by the title that um, and especially the Cahoka MX motor vlog that I'm getting ready to publish as soon as I get done recording this I'm going to start reviewing the tracks that I visit um, and I'm going to be straight up with you guys like I'm going to be honest about this or that with a track I'm not no one is paying me to say any of this. I, I mean, I wish I was being paid to say this, but no one's paying me to say this. No one's paying me to not say that um, or to sugarcoat this or to, you know, lie about whatever just to make the track look good. That being said, do I have any problems with the tracks that I've been to? No, not really. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> let's get into the track review, I guess. Uh, that kind of trailed off into nothing. But I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that I was being legit. I was being honest. Um, no shady biz going on over here. Um, I just want to review the tracks that I've been to. I think it makes for good um, podcasting material or it has a possibility to if I can figure out how to make it work best. And for anyone, especially in the Iowa Midwest area that wants to visit these tracks, you have something to kind of look forward to. And awesome, or it would be awesome if you could get back to me. Maybe you listen to this. You rode or race there. You say, hey, Kevin, you know, I'm totally with you on this, but dude, you're way off on that part. So that would be cool. Moto Convo. Moto Convo Station. Um, still should make a sticker that says that. But yeah, it's about the conversation. So let me know. Let's get into Cohoka. Cohoka. I always, that syllable, it's Cohoka. It's three syllables. And I always like, I say it in one big breath. And it just, even in the vlog I was watching, like, I'd be like, Kohoka, Kohoka. <laughs> and uh, that's probably the only negative about Kohoka. That's completely aside from points. So I have some points. Let's go through them. I'm planning right now to break these tracks down into three separate bits. So we got soil, we got obstacles, and my final thoughts. This might change as we go through, but let's talk about the soil first and foremost, which I briefly mentioned in the motor vlog. I absolutely adore. I love the soil. It is, um, it is man-made soil, and as far as I know, the only things that go into it are the black dirt of Cahoka, Missouri, and sawdust. In certain parts of the track, it looks like there's not... Not like heavy sand, but just like sand, maybe just a little bit, but that might just be an excess amount of uh, uh, sawdust just grouping together within the track, and it kind of looks like sand. So that's very possible. Either way, I love, 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 love the soil at Cahoka. In the vlog, I mentioned it's similar to or looks similar to uh, Patagonia. In Argentina on the MXGP circuit, which is one of my favorite tracks, if you watch that podcast. So, aside from loving it, just riding it in general, I mean, it's kind of cool that it's that it resembles it because I'm used to hard, 
just brick hard Iowa clay. Um, and I didn't crash to see how soft it was, but gosh, darn it. (laughs) Gosh, darn it. Was that soil good? So that was, that's as far as the makeup. Um, it did rain Saturday night. I practiced Saturday and racing was Sunday. I didn't race, but it rained Saturday night. And I'll tell you what, Cahoka definitely holds its water or did that day at least pretty well. I saw them talking on Facebook, uh, the people that run the Facebook page, I'm guessing they're the owners of Cahoka, um, that with, with the drought that Missouri was going through, they didn't, they weren't open for a little bit because, uh, when you tried to tell the track up and it's really dying, you have the saw really die when it's really dry and you have the sawdust in there. Apparently it makes it just even drier. So um, I couldn't comment on that because I don't know a whole lot about that. Like I, like I know sawdust is obviously dry, but either way, the soil looked phenomenal and the water definitely held up Sunday. It was, I was there for first motos of everyone and some of the second motos. And I mean, it, it started drying up a little, but by all means, was it still pretty deep, which leads me to, uh, the, not the makeup of the soil, but how it formed and felt. It was deep and it was loamy. That's the two best words to describe it. Aside from freaking awesome, which would be four words to describe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was a uh, side note that I made was uh, I was practicing starts in both first and second gear, and I didn't have to be their starting gate. Let's let's make a, a distinction here. I was starting practice day, so already out on the start straight where the uh, soil, the black dirt, and the sawdust are. Their actual starting gate is more hard packed. But the soil itself, I was starting first and second gear, and I didn't have to worry about uh, the bike hooking up. I mean, it wasn't by no means a cement start where I um, where it just spun, but you don't. I didn't have to be nearly up as far up on the gas tank um, for this soil because even with brand new tires that are awesome, and we will re- we will review later. It hooked up enough to get you going, but it didn't it didn't uh, loop out, so to speak so to speak. Why do I keep saying that? Anyways, let's talk about, that's pretty much it for soil. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It's that way all the way around. It's not like you have like this dry section and then this hard pack section. That's well, you would have a dry hard pack section. And then it's a little me over here. It's all, um, absolutely mint. I love it. As far as the soil goes, let's talk obstacles, which is why another reason I love it. I'm not Hmm, how do I word this? Well, let's be honest. I told you guys I'll be straight up. I'm not a, fa- <laughs> I'm not a fast racer. I'm not a fast rider yet. I'm dedicated and committed to becoming a fast or good racer slash rider, but it, I'm not there yet. So it'll take time. Just being straight up because that's one of the reasons also why I love Cahoka. There's nothing. There's nothing I didn't feel I could do at the track, even at my level. Um, there was a double double section that uh, was right out of a turn, I think it was, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I feel bad saying I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was right out of a right hander, and it was a double double, and I didn't clear uh, the first double. I got the second one. And it was a, I mean, they're little jumps. By no means are we hucking, you know, 75 footers straight out of a turn, seat bouncing, you know, wide open. Um, but 
they're all smaller jumps, which for me was great. Um, even talking to like a uh, friends that I have there, like they love the track also as far as obstacles. I mean, sure, this is motocross. Like you have the big jumps, like old Redbud and the Larocco Leap. Like, you know, jumping is part of the sport and part of what makes it fun. Um, but for me, like I just love the layout of the track and the obstacles of the track. It's very, very, uh, I hate to use the word simple, but it's very, I'll, I'll try and stretch and say the word flexible. It's, uh, I think it's good enough for the newer guys to definitely improve on. I could race that track all day. I loved it, but I feel like, Hmm. I feel like even the pros, like it, it gave you between the soil and the obstacles that they do have. I feel that it would give them somewhere good to ride and train at. Um, continuing about obstacles, um, I will. Uh, I should have mentioned this before because this kind of ties in with soil. Um, it did rut up, and you got some pretty decent braking bumps. Uh, just like anyone who's ever ridden a sand track, you know what I'm talking about. Or uh, anything that's looser. Hard pack tracks, you don't have to deal with us. You get chatter and stuff like that. But uh, the braking bumps, they would shape right up. Um, be like miniature whoops almost in some parts. But, I mean, that just adds to the challenge of it. So the pro guys, even they could... Uh, it's, like I said, something for them to train on. And obviously something for me to get used to. I um, mean, that has to do with the soil. But it would... Breaking bumps and ruts would come right up. Um, there was only... Hmm, I'm thinking back to the track, like making a lap around the track. There's only one, two, maybe two corners I can think of that actually got hard enough to like pack in ruts. Otherwise, it was very, very similar to sand. It was very... It moved with you, which is a great point. Um... I should write that down so I don't forget it. Uh, it was very movable, should I say? So there was so ruts shaped up and breaking bumps shaped up, but the ruts you could still move with them, except for a few corners, like one or two of them. There was um, a defined hard ruts that you uh, wanted to make sure you got into. So should have mentioned that before because now we're talking about elevation, which of course has to do with jumps. If you look at I'm working on posting photos on my business page um, developed by Duver. You can check us out on Facebook. Um, shameless plug. But I'm just saying that because that will be where I post. Actually, you can check that out, but check me out on Instagram. That's where more of them are going up. Kevin Duver, all one word, my first and last name. The elevation change is good. Um, I think they have hills that are steep enough to where you're like, all right, this is a hill. But they also have hills where it's like, all right, it keeps you it keeps you moving. It's by no means a Glen Helen. Um, I'm kind of relating it to in my head right now the farm. Um, but they the farm has steeper hills. But either way, the elevation changes. In my opinion, enough to be both fast and a little challenging. Um, there were one two hills I can think of. Uh, towards like the back, probably eighth of the track, that uh, 
are the steepest parts, but I mean, it was excellent. Um, in my opinion, I, I have no complaints about Cahoga. Um, I'm just going to for, forewarn you now as we keep going. Uh, so I mentioned ruts, elevation jumps. Um, hmm. All right, this ties into soil and the ruts, and then we'll go on to pretty much the end of the episode and kind of my final thoughts. Um, so from riding tracks that I've been to, even the farm and Hickman's track and, uh, you know, things that are more hardbacked, I wasn't used to the soil in the way that it was a lot of natural, natural breaking. Is that a, is that a phrase? Is that a term in motocross? Natural breaking. So like if you weren't on the gas, you were slowing down. Like it was catching you. Like, that's what I mean when I say natural breaking, like you didn't have to hit the brakes at some corners. Just because as soon as if you let off or if you let off enough to start to grab the brakes, you were already slowing down enough to where you could just get back on it. Um, and that was something I had to get used to because I'm so used to, I mean, you have engine braking, obviously, and then uh, just like, uh, you know, your brakes, duh. Um, but I wasn't used to and I had to get used to um, how the soil slowed you down, which, I mean, I'm not complaining about. Like I said, I love, I love the soil, but it was just something that I had to get used to, um, being newer to motocross and especially, I mean, this is my, uh, the farm Hickman. This is my third or fourth time on a public track. Um, especially on my 450. I mean, it's, it was just something to get used to. Um, so continuing on to my favorite part of the track um, it's kind of hard to say, but you have to watch the vlog for me to explain it best. All right, so use your imagination with me. Um, and you can also f- uh, go to Cahoka's, Cahoka MX's Facebook page, and they show a whole map of the track. But I'll take you through this real quick. And if you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's two corners, um, one of which I didn't get on film, but one of which I got quite a bit on film. No, wait a second. There's three corners that I really like. Um, two that I was actually good at. Um, I got footage of the two. So, all right, you're on the start gate and you go, you take a, you get to the end of the start run, the starting, uh, what's it called? Start straight. You get to the end of the start straight, you turn left and you head up the hill. All right. You get up to the top of the hill and you make a left to come back down. There's a little, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say roller, it's like a wall jump. Um, you just kind of roll it, and then you go into a sweeping left and then a hairpin that's also a left, and then you go back up the hill towards a hairpin that goes around a tree. That's corner number one. I really like that one. Um, I only hit it, for me, decent in a, a couple of different practices, but it was one where you could kind of, the outer, the more outside line, you didn't have to break as much and be as precise. You could just kind of get into it. And the inside line, you were going right around that tree and the branches would hit you as you went through. Um, but you just had to be more precise. So I love that corner because, I mean, it was just fun. Plus you're turning. Um, it was off camber in a way that you, it's off camber towards the direction you're turning downhill, if that makes sense. So it's a very straightforward corner. You'll see it if you watch the motor vlog. Um, I got Cody Williams, number 82, Wade Bromwell, number 54. Uh, Trey Moore on the 322 and one more guy all in that corner. Oh, was it 
was it was it Alex Malott? I think. I think it was. Oh, it might have been Brady Knees. One of those. But you'll see the corner I'm talking about. It's a hairpin, but it, you go around a tree. The next corner is the one right after it. you go down the hill and you kind of sweep left, and then you hit like this roller double jump. And that right hander right after that jump, I got Cody and Wade and uh, Dawson. I think that was his name. I didn't write it down. I'm pretty sure that's your name. I'm sorry you were riding the KTM two-stroke 299. Um, that corner, I really liked it because the same reasons. Like, you could go inside and it was more precise, but you could get outside and you could just kind of lean back and get on the gas. Um, Brommel, Wade passed me. <laughs> Wade passed me in that corner, and I was on the inside, and he came around the outside, and I saw what he was doing, and he was just getting on the gas and jumping kind of out. There's rollers right after that. He was jumping out of that corner I mean he flew past me but but uh, uh then I the next lap I'm like all right well let's try similar to that because I sure as heck wasn't uh going fast enough to do exactly what he did but that's why I like that corner also it was another one of those like like you could get in kind of like I'm I'm by no means a Ryan Villapoto but you could kind of lean into it and get on the gas and um that was probably, that's probably overall my favorite turn of the track. And then the uphill one was the second part, second favorite part of my, of the track. Um, I didn't really have any downsides of the track. There was one corner that was off camber and you go down a hill, like the third to last turn on the track. I didn't dislike it. It was just something different for me because the elevation changed while also turning and getting back on the gas and the brakes. And it was just kind of, um, trying to get used to the track. It was kind of like a, a, a section where I was like, okay, do this art. Right, now do this art. Right. Oh shoot. I messed that up. Go back. All right. Next lap. We'll do this. Oh, I messed it up. You know, it was just one of those ones that I struggled with anyway. So we're at 22 minutes. We better wrap this up for, um, we kill anybody listening because they're like, Oh my God, he's still talking. All right. So we got to the soil. We got to the obstacles. Final thoughts. Um, I recommend this track 11 out of 10, except I don't like the number. I've never really been a fan of the number 11. I don't know why it is. I can't write it very well either. We're going to give this, um, we're going to, we're going to rate these out of nine just because we're edgy and awesome. (laughs) Um, but this was a 10 out of nine, if that makes sense. Like, uh, it would be 11 out of 10. I recommend this track 100% to anybody. Uh, go out and check it out for sure. Um, one of my favorite tracks that I've been to thus far. Um, I'm kind of, hmm, I'm kind of hesitant to make, like I've, I've been thinking back to, I did the favorite track list and I've kind of been hesitant to make a favorite list in Iowa because I don't want to, I don't want anyone to feel like, Oh, the, the dude on the podcast, Duver, you know, you know, Captain Meanie, because I'm trying to not be explicit, Captain Meanie, you know, he hates the track, and, uh, you know, he's talking all this smack across the internet. By no means am I saying that, and that's why I'm kind of hesitant to make a favorite track list, because I don't want anyone to think, like, you know, I don't appreciate your hard work, your effort, and your time that you've put into the track. If you've made a track, and especially if it's public and you've let me come ride it, you let people come ride it, 
you are awesome, especially because the Iowa scene, um, a lot of the major tracks, they're not open a lot. I mean, I know Cahokas in Missouri, but it's right across the Iowa border. Um, so that's just my general thoughts on making a favorite list. I don't really want to do that because um, I don't want people to feel like, you know, inferior because this is one C-class writer's <laughs> humble opinion, right? So by no means, um, if I said, um, I'm going to say, if I said Cahoka was a terrible track and I hated it, that means almost nothing. That doesn't mean, just because, this. we'll go into this in a future episode, but when people complain about things, that's the reason why they get um, shut down or they especially the owners who put their time and money into something they feel unappreciated. And if I felt unappreciated, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, why should I open the track if everyone's going to come complain? And so I never want to be that guy and never mistake me for that guy. And we'll talk about this in a future episode probably because now I'm getting heated. <laughs> now we're going to fight. Um, but that's, I keep dragging this on, but that's why I don't want to make a favorite list per se. But... That being said, I told you guys I'm being real and legit. So as of now, Cahoka has to be my favorite track just because it's, I mean, I'm trying to say this with humility in a, in a good way because, like I said, I don't want to come off negative. It's just an easy enough track for me, and it has things that I look for most in a motocross track. It's one man's opinion. If your track is hard-packed like a rock, and you got 100-foot triples, you know, three or four places within the track, sweet. I hope people love it, and I hope you love it. Um, and I'm sure I'd love it, and, you know, someday when I can actually send a 100-footer and uh, not break, you know, everything. Um, but just Cahoka thus far is my favorite track in the Midwest that I've ridden at. And uh, this will obviously... Um, there's a few tracks that I can think of right off the top of my head that I think can give this track a run for its money, but I'm just going to wait to see when we get there. Um, the farm is this coming weekend and I'll probably do another track review of the farm after we go there. I've been to, uh, like Hickman's I said, um, in the beginning of this motor vlog, me and John rode there. I crashed there for the first time on my 450. Like I tipped over at the farm, but, uh, I, man, I ate it pretty good. Um, I felt it the next day at Hickman's, but I was fine. Uh, bike's fine, so we're good. And, uh, yeah, overall final thoughts. I mean, I love Cahoka. I can't wait to get back down there. I think it's going to be awesome next time I'm down. Uh, my wife's parents live in Keokuk, so next time I'm down there, I'm already thinking, like, huh, I wonder if I can bring my bike. Huh, maybe I can make some time away and go practice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Cahoka by far, 11 out of 10, or, sorry, 10 out of 9, 9 out of 9, fantastic track I have no complaints whatsoever with Cahoka um my only take that back my only complaint is that I couldn't ride longer um but other than that like I said we're gonna do more of these and I'm gonna do a review of my MX-33s like I mentioned in the podcast uh, I got those on fresh and I'm happy I did for Cahoka because it was loamy and I didn't even race Sunday which was muddy but um excellent track excellent weekend thank you to everyone that came out Luke, John, Mike, um, I actually never talked to or even met Wade, uh, until that day, but I talked to him a little bit, 
and uh, f- obviously got filming, got footage of him on Sunday. Um, yeah, uh, it was a good, it was excellent weekend. Like I said, my wife came out and uh, she sat with me all day. <laughs> well, sat with us all day, and we had we had a good time. It was awesome having her out there, and uh, we'll just uh, see where this goes. Like I said, this is going up just on the podcast right now, um, and then we'll see what we do in the future. Um, I have a bunch of ideas, some of which we'll have to wait till next year, um, if they can, um, solidify into actual strategies or plans. But other than that, thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said, Moto Combo Station, get involved in the conversation. Um, I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. If you love Cahoka, sweet, let me know and let the owners of Cahoka know because that track is awesome. If you hate Cahoka, I mean... Actually, yeah, if you if you really dislike Cahoka, you know, hit me up. I want to know why you don't. Like, I'm 99% sure you can't change my opinion uh, just because it's my opinion, but I'm I'm curious as to why you wouldn't like Cahoka. So, uh, thank you guys all for listening and uh, checking out the Motor Vlog if you did. And uh, if you see me at the track, you know, come up. You know, by no means am I going to bite or uh, treat you bad. So, you know. Up, be like, hey, you know, this or that or the other thing. We can talk about riding, we can talk about the tracks, uh, you know, whatever, you know, you know, whatever. So, uh, thanks guys for listening. And, uh, you know, still haven't come up with an alternative to end these episodes, so I'll uh, just tell you bye. <laughs>